stories of some of the world's greatest women unfold here. I'm Annette Comer, your host, and each week, the untold secrets of success, strength, and boldness of today's powerful women are revealed. This woman, as a child, was painfully shy, but yet was often the peacekeeper of a family of two siblings and five foster children. Even though she was shy, she was driven and hated to lose. As she grew into a young woman, she became interested in politics and dreamed of perhaps being the governor of California. But as years went by, the role meant for her was to be a connector of people, first working for someone else and then in her own company. And she was really good at it. But her world came to a halt when she was given 90 days to live after a breast cancer diagnosis. Today, she is still a powerful connector, but her path to greatness now includes the insight of how precious life is and what it takes to live fully. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Michelle Patterson. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Annette. This is excellent. I'm super excited about today. Yes, and I I have so much I want to cover with you today. So let's jump right on in. So as a driven woman with a passion to connect people, you often found yourself feeling overwhelmed. Yet to the outside world, it looked like you had it all together. So what do you now realize is the danger of constantly being overwhelmed yet appearing to be so put together? So where do I begin? I think for me, the danger is in not really loving yourself. I mean, getting to a place where I got to, and that was with the diagnosis I refer to as the blessing uh, that I had when I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, given 90 days to live. It was a wake up call. It was an opportunity for me to treat myself like somebody I was responsible for taking care of. I'd always taken care of everybody else, you know, big, big people pleaser, wanting to make sure you know, that, that, that everybody else was happy that I stopped thinking about what it was that made me happy. I mean, really, really, really down, down deep. And so when I went in and had this diagnosis, my husband and I had been, you know, sitting in the lake days before, you know, and the comment that he had was, you know, this is an opportunity for you, you know, to really treat yourself like somebody you're responsible for taking care of. And so I did, I mean, it's so much so, you know, I'm two years out, Almost after the diagnosis, I'm feeling better than I've ever felt and, and, and really, you know, loving all of me, not just the parts that look good, but all of me. And it's working wonders. I mean, it's putting me into uh, situations where, you know, I'm hanging out and doing business with the people that I enjoy being around and, you know, that are also purpose driven and working um, for, the well-being of their constituents and, and really showing up. And it's been really exciting to just to say, you know what, I don't, I don't want that negative energy, you know, in my life. And, uh, and the, the doctors, uh, when they came back and the, the diagnosis was you are, you know, it's because of stress and environment. And I had had this whole life of just not managing my stress and, or my environment. And I thought, you know what, this is great because I can do something about that. I can do something about my stress levels. I can do something about, you know, my environment and what I create. And, and so what I did was I just decided, you know, I was going to love life and have life loving back. And I love, I love building businesses 
And I thought, you know what, I'm going to work with the people that have a similar mission that I have. And that's what's been great, really, about this next chapter and learning that piece. And and one of the nuggets of gold that I hear in that, what you just said, is no longer are you chasing something so much as you are being present in the moment. And when you're present in the moment, you don't get quite as overwhelmed because you're not playing with where you have to be or what has to be done. It is, what am I doing right now? I love that too. I mean, I love, you know, the sweet present moment. I mean, it's a, it's truly a present to ourselves. It is. And we are present because we're not focused on, you know, worrying about something that's going to happen in the future or the past, but we're really present to, you know, just enjoying enjoying the moment and and what's possible and what we can co-create together. Yes. And it is a beautiful thing. So you've led me into to the next question quite nicely, because you told me that you used to get concerned about what people would think of you. And that's part of that people pleasing and how you show up and all that. So tell me how this showed up as you moved through your life and what you now realize. Yeah. So again, it, I mean, I learned so much in just receiving this diagnosis, but it taught me that the best thing that I can do, you know, in loving my family, and and you'll hear this from other patients and survivors that cancer affects the entire family. But what I learned was the best thing that I can do the most, you know, filled with integrity and for me to show up is to show up for my family and to be able to express, you know, what I needed and, and also to take care of myself and to truly love on myself. And in going through this process, you know, I learned how important it is to really get to the bottom of, of what it is that you want. Because when I started doing that, and it, it created a little friction initially, because people were so used to me you know, going along, or not being that adamant about, you know, this is something that's important to me, this is something that I want. And what happened as a result is, you know, it ended up making this the relationships that I have you know, so much more. I mean, my husband and I, you know, are 25 years together, you know, I didn't know that I could have this experience with another human when I allowed him to really love on me and just to take care of me when, when I was, you know, when I couldn't being this caregiver and being somebody who's always programming and putting events on and being the kind of this ringleader, it was, it was just a really wonderful feeling to, to allow Uh, him to love on me and for me to to receive that. Yeah, absolutely. You just mentioned uh, this, all these mega events that you have been able to pull off. So at one point along the way, you even started an event for fun and ended up pulling 20,000 people in. So my question to you, what do you think is your secret sauce to be able to make such a thing come together? And what can you say to other women leaders who want to rally others around an idea they have? Um, great, great uh, question. Yeah, and I, I started it for fun. So I would come home at night after uh, I've been recruiting for 17 years. And then I would come home and just organize. And uh, it started out with, uh, you know, two people, myself and, you know, anyone that I could talk to. And then it grew to 20 plus thousand people. And it was a festival. We had 22 charities that we represented. And what I would say is, Find people that share, that share in your vision, that have a similar purpose. For me, you know, what we've been doing with Love Playbook and, and the real share is joining geniuses and crowdsourcing miracles is, is be able to go ahead and pull in and recognize that there is nobody like you, 
you know, on the planet. And when you get together with others that have that same passion that you have, I mean, anything is possible. It's this model of inclusion versus exclusion. And I always look at, you know, if people want to come together and let's build on this being better together. When we know more, we do better. You know, you come through my house on the top, it says, you know, together we built a life we love. I look at that because I think that we go through life not really creating an understanding of, of the people that you're doing life with, what, what lights them up and for you to share what lights you up so that you can come together and, and, and really fulfill your purpose of why you're on the planet. I'm having the time of my life because, I mean, I'm doing the things that, that light me up. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. question you in april 2019 you got that devastating health diagnosis that gave you only 90 days to live and obviously you've proven that wrong so what do you think is the biggest change you have experienced in how you see the world around you and what would you tell other highly driven women about their health and how that's connected to how they see the world all of us have the same opportunity and that is to live you know life just be able to show up and make that decision every single day. You know, am I going to show up in love or am I going to show up in fear? And I've been blessed, you know, to have this diagnosis um, because it's really taught me that fear is, is something that we create. And just as we create fear, we can create that calmness. We can create that safety net. We can create that, you know, collaboration of coming together. And just because I'm, experiencing something doesn't mean that I can't share and say, you know, this is how I navigated through this experience. And this might be something that you can do. And, and, and being able to bring those ideas collectively together, that's for me is just not living in fear. It's such a wonderful place to live where you are not afraid to go after your, your passion projects and your dreams and, and recognizing that, you know, you want to be around others that want that same excitement for life, you know, and don't want to have one day go by that, that you're not living, you know, this purpose-driven life. I mean, you're not living, you know, all out. It's exciting. I mean, I, I have a hard time watching, you know, just kind of regular TV ever because it's just boring to me. <laughs> I look at being able to create a global event. Oh, that's probably another thing, too. If it's not global... You know, if it's not something that's expansive, it's just, it doesn't catch my attention. That's the level that people are playing at right now is people are showing up, recognizing, you know, it's, they don't want to be isolated. They want to be, you know, with people that share these ideas about how we can show up, you know, for others. Yeah. And so you mentioned fear. So I'm going to stay in that for a second because so many do operate in this place of fear, whether it be in their career or even in their relationship with others. So what advice would you offer to, as to how women can move from fear to a place of love? It starts out with, with truly just owning your wellness. We talk about wellness being these five pillars uh, all around spiritual. And uh, this is something that we did with California Women's Conference and worked with Gallup Poll 
And we did a study that showed, you know, the happiest people on the planet um, have these five areas. And it was career, physical, financial, social, and community. And to be able to go ahead and have advisors, you know, in this, in this particular space and in this area and recognizing and being kind to yourself and recognizing we're not supposed to, and we weren't made to know everything. We were made, you know, to, to work in collaboration and to come together and work collectively. And so I think that's what happens a lot of times is people fear this feeling that they're supposed to know all of this. And that's not the case at all. It's literally, it's what is your genius, you know, what lights you up and then being able to apply that. And so for me, it was very much, um, you know, staying in my lane and focusing on what I know and then, and then being okay with recognizing, you know, this is not my area of genius. You know, I need to reach out to, you know, my girlfriend, Annette and talk to her and, and because she has a real strong background in this area and, in creating this, and what we did is we created what we refer to as the wellness team family. You know, so if you have, you know, a WTF moment, if you're given a diagnosis, you know, like I was and given 90 days, we're not in the state of, you know, creation and creating. I mean, we're in typically at that moment, you know, flight and fright. And so that at that time, it was me sitting back and going, all right, I need to put together you know, my wellness team family, I need to put together, you know, the advisors that I know are going to show up and lead with love, you know, over fear. And then I need to pull that information in and then drive, you know, be the driver of my own bus, you know, be the queen, you know, which I have my cap on, you know, be the queen of my castle and really step in and what was resonating with me. And, and that's how I was able to navigate through, you know, some really, 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 you know, challenging, challenging decisions, you know, for my health, you know, I wasn't a candidate for surgery, because it had spread to too many places. And uh, I was signed up to do radiation, and was out walking with my husband and decided, you know what, this is, I don't know what we're going to be radiating. I mean, I feel great. And I don't think I should do the radiation. And I called in, I couldn't get a hold of the, uh, uh, Dr. Greg, uh, my oncologist, he's phenomenal. And so I canceled. And on the phone call with him later that afternoon, he said to me, he goes, Michelle, he goes, that's what's been serving you this entire time. He goes, you didn't, he goes, that's good that you canceled it. He goes, you didn't need the side effects. And he goes, and every single time that you've been going in, you've known which direction. So being able to recognize feedback and to set up your wellness team family and to have a safety net for me, that's that's what makes me feel so held on to and so loved. And I mean, like I've never felt before. I feel because I've I've set this platform up and I did have some holes. I mean, there was there was some areas, you know, in the five to thrive, which by the way, only you know, seven percent of the planet is actually doing all five of those areas. And when we talk about career, just how you're spending your time. Uh, physical, you know, having the energy, you know, to do the things you want to do. Financial is having the means. People think that, you know, oh, I want to be, you know, the billionaire. I want to be, and it's once the roof over your head is covered and the, the the financial necessities are made and you've got, you know, some breathing room and everything, people 
kind of the money concept goes out the window and it's really about, you know, meeting your needs and what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the social is the relationships that you have. And this is what I've learned this time is I, you know, my family cares about my needs. You know, they want to, they want to know how I feel and being able to work with them and through that. And then the last one is community, which I think that you have done such a beautiful, beautiful job, Annette, and pulling this group together of just like-minded individuals that, that want to take their genius and show up and, and do something, you know, you know, bigger and, and individually, you know, we don't have all the answers, but collectively we absolutely do. We absolutely do. And that's why I'm just, I'm really excited about this next chapter because I'm excited to play on this team, truly. Truly, yes. And it's going to be a heck of a team, isn't it? (laughs) And fun. And fun. You're exactly right. So, Michelle, is there anything about your journey to greatness that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with other women? I want to go back to, you know, I had come in and it was part of my signature. And this is pre the diagnosis, but it, I put down, you know, own your wellness. And, you know, my message would be is that if you're not driving your bus, then nobody is driving it. It's not something that you can delegate. You can't, you've got to be the one that's making the decisions because you're in your body with your soul, your spirit, you know, and, and you've got to have what resonates with you. And so I tell people, people will ask me, you know, I, I did a cannabis, you know, protocol. That's the one thing that I did the entire time. And I was not a candidate for surgery. We talked about that. I ended up not doing chemo or radiation. And that worked for me. I know plenty of people out there that have gone a different path and that worked for them. And I think that's what it boils down to. It's, it's, it's really none of anybody else's business. It's your business. And I really want to say thank you to my friends and, and my family and my husband for allowing me to truly own my wellness because the act of doing that, I, I fell in love with myself. I thought, you know what? The more that I can love on myself and show up, the better mom I am, you know, the better partner I am, the better spouse I am. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm having a good time because I also recognize that others are showing up in their true self. We're getting after it. I mean, we're really creating these beautiful experiences. And so it's an opportunity for us to get really quiet, I think, to get really loud about what it is that we that we want. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I am so appreciative, Michelle, for you to take time to share all this nuggets of gold that you have gleaned from your experiences. Uh, and your most recent diagnosis has also given you even more wisdom. And I'm so glad you came to share this with us today. It's been been precious. Thank you. And Michelle is another great example of how women are challenging the norm, making things happen, and demanding their own greatness. So join me next time on the World's Greatest Women Show as another powerful woman story unfolds. <music>